0: Everything's bigger in Texas. Sampling and Google Analytics reports. Back off, man. I'm a scientist. It's the Conversion Scientist Podcast. I'm Brian Massey, the Conversion Scientist. This article originally appeared in Marketing Land on March the 5th, 2015. (laughs) I'm just one of many awesome authors you'll find on marketing land, www.marketingland.com. Since before our friends in Alaska became the biggest state by area, we Texans have been saying that everything is bigger in Texas. More accurately, you're likely to hear, everything's bigger in Texas. I suspect that this conclusion was drawn from a statistically small sample set, however. But this is the magic of statistics. If you challenge this hypothesis, that everything is bigger in Texas, you'll get a litany of evidence from any self-respecting Texan. The State Fair's Big Tex, Dallas Big Hair, the Jumbotron in Cowboy Stadium, and former Governor Rick Perry's ego, all will be given as evidence. And most of the time this strategy works. It's a list of four things from a possible data set of billions. A statistical sample is supposed to predict what the entire data set is like. However, a small sampling like this is no fortune teller. It's a bald-faced liar. And the smaller the sample, the bigger the lie. And Google Analytics tells us lies the size of Texas. Don't worry, Google Analytics has a tell. You see, when you run a certain reports, You see a message in yellow that says this report is based on so and so many sessions and it gives you a percentage of the number of sessions and then clicks you through to learn more now you're going to see this if you have a lot of visits to your website and you run a report on an advanced segment of your visitors google does this because it could take minutes to hours for google to slog through all the data for a large site to deliver such a report The default reports in Google Analytics are pre-processed, so they don't have to be sampled, even on large websites. So if you want to do anything interesting with segments, you have to accept results based on a sample of your visits. What Google Analytics does is analyze this smaller sample of the data you have saved and extrapolate what the daily data might look like for your particular segment. This is based on sound statistical practice. If you have a sufficient sample size, you should get an accurate estimate of the number of sessions, page views, or events for your segment. In this article, I'll help you answer some questions about these reports. What percentage of sessions is good enough? Will a bigger percentage really be better? How do I use lies in my analysis? And what should I show the rest of the company? First let's start with a reality check. I highly recommend that you start with reality before you believe anything that Google Analytics tells you. This would imply that you have some data on your business from another source other than Google Analytics. Some potential sources might be, compare internal sales numbers to your e-commerce transactions. Leads generated in your CRM can be compared to thank you page visits or conversion goals in Google Analytics. Your ad platform's click data can be compared to the campaign or channel data in Google Analytics. Older companies often have some homegrown analytics data to compare to Google. Data from other analytics tools like Adobe Site Catalyst can be compared to Google Analytics. You'll want to do a correlation of this other data to Google Analytics to see if the two are reporting similar data. I talk about this in my very first column here at Marketing Land, statistical tricks you need that prove you should read this column every month. I recommend pulling 60 or 90 days worth of day-by-day data to do this correlation. In the column, I actually show you a scatter plot for 60 days worth of data comparing asynchronous analytics to universal analytics for the same website. One of the values you get from a scatter plot is the R squared value. The R squared value tells us that there is a 99.8% correlation between these two data sets. They are statistically correlated. However, that doesn't mean they are identical. I also show you a scatter plot of the correlation of both the sessions and the page views For a site that had tags for the asynchronous or classic analytics on the site twice, it was double-counting page views. In this scenario, we would expect classic page views to be double-counted, but sessions to be the same. In the scatter plot, you'll see that the R-squared value for page views is close to 1. This means that the two datasets correlate almost perfectly even though the classic data is whacked. The R-squared value doesn't care if the data is different, it only evaluates how the data changes over time. We can say that the universal and classic data sets are being influenced by the same cause, but we can't say that they are identical data sets. This means that our measurements are precise, but not necessarily accurate. We can evaluate the accuracy by looking at the slope of a linear trend line for high correlating data sets. If the slope is close to one, then the two data sets are reporting similar values for each day. In the case of page view data, the slope is closer to 0.5. This is the classic signature of duplicated tracking code. The R squared value and slope are calculated by Excel and can be turned on in the properties settings for trend lines. I ran some correlations to see what kind of sample rates delivered believable data that we can use to base our business decisions on, and here's what I found. First of all, the amount of data affects the sample size. It should be no surprise that if you ask for 90 days of data, your sample size will be lower than if you ask for 30 days of data. Remember that Google Analytics is trying to maintain the responsiveness of its interface. More data takes longer, so Google analyzes less of it. As an example, for 90 days of data for a custom segment, my report was based on 2.85% of the data. For a 30-day report, however, my data was based on 7.65%. Now, I could dial these up to 6.2% and 15.5%, respectively, using the control on the Google reports, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Another thing I found is that you want to use sampled reports for large data sets only. The accuracy of the data is a function of the size of the resulting data set. To test this, I created an advanced segment that mimics the built-in mobile device segment from the Audience Mobile Devices report in Google Analytics. Selecting my advanced segment triggers sampling in my custom report. I can then compare sampled data to unsampled data to see if they correlate, and this will tell me what effect different segments will have on the accuracy of the data. For the site I used, there were over 2 million mobile sessions over 90 days. The custom report correlated well to the built-in report, the R squared value of 0.95 and the slope that's close to 1 tell us that this sample data represents the actual data quite accurately. However, for a custom segment for one particular mobile device that has only 50,000 sessions over 90 days, the sampling doesn't deliver accurate data. The R squared value in this case is 0.05 and the slope of the trend line is 0.3, nowhere close to 1. The data delivered by the sample report is just noise. The bottom line is that sample reports don't work for small segments of your database. Stick to the built-in reports for these segments. Keep in mind that Google Analytics samples sites with a great deal of traffic. The data for your small business is probably not sampled at all, so you can use advanced segments with confidence. Another thing I learned is that dialing up the sample size helps. Google Analytics allows you to increase or decrease the sample size when running custom segments. You can click on the little icon above the sampling report message and it actually turn up the precision uh, by increasing the sample size. So moving the control to the highest precision will often double your sample rate over the default, which is set in the middle. This seems to provide little solace though, as moving your sample rate from 5% to 10% feels pretty insignificant. It's not, especially for segments that will return smaller data sets. I provide a scatter plot for a data set that compares a custom segment to the built-in report in Google Analytics, just like I did before. This was based on about 500,000 sessions. With an R-squared value of 0.76, this data is right on the bubble of being useful for decision-making. However, if we dial up the sample rate in Google Analytics, we can actually gain 5 points of confidence in this data. This is the difference between trusting this data and having to disregard it. I recommend getting in the habit of dialing up your sample rate for important reports. In the column I show you how to build a daily report that will allow you to do this kind of analysis in your own data. To generate the correlations, I use a report that gives me the data that I need by day. You can use this report to do correlations to any second source data you've got. When your website generates more than a few hundred thousand visits a month, you'll become the victim of sampling if you want to report on any segments other than Google Analytics built-in reports. It's important to know when the sample data is accurate and when it's not. Don't be the victim of a big Google Analytics lie. Once you feel good about your Google Analytics data, what do you do with it? Well, that's what we tell you. For Conversion Sciences, we optimize websites based on the data that Google Analytics and other analytics packages provide to decide what could be keeping your conversion rates and sales down. Call for a free consultation, www.conversionsciences.com. We'll be happy to get on the phone with you, talk about your site, and paint a picture for what could be if you do a little optimization. I'm Brian Mass the Conversion Scientist. Thank you for listening.